Hey everybody, I can't believe it, but we are already heading into week seven. On today's episode, we break down some trades that have happened over the last week and also break into some huge news from the league. We try a completely new thing on the episode today, so check out how that goes and bear with us. Lastly, we'll get into some panic index and some regular segments we usually do, like power rankings, degen delight, and a little week seven preview. All right. everybody yo what's up will how's it going what's going on ben feeling good uh big week week six we just had um not a great week for myself but we're staying positive a lot of things happening around the league happy to be here to talk through it with you yeah not a great week for myself either bit of a disappointing uh result we'll get into that a bit later but still excited to talk about some kevin action and uh like I said, trying try out some new segments today. Excited to see how some of that stuff goes. So, ready to get after it. Yeah, let's go. Um, so we could start. Just uh, we're look at some of the week six action here. Um, realize that the game of the week is actually fluid in the recaps and the previews. I think it just picks whatever's the the closest game. So last week I said I was the game of the week, but there's an instant classic this week between uh, Al and Kevin. Uh, Kevin winning by the score of 117.84 to 117.66. Just a crazy win having three people playing on Monday night for Kevin and just barely squeaking out the win in overtime there. So crazy results. Tuna Fish drop into a, a very disappointing 0-6. Yeah, huge victory here for Kevin to go 4-2. He's he's creeping up my power rankings. Um, he could be in the top three now. We'll, we'll reveal those rankings later. But um, Kevin's team is looking up to what it should have looked like at the beginning of the year. He had some unlucky losses and things like that. Um, but Tuna Fish, with an impressive score of 117 here, I don't know if he even wants that, but um, Matt Ryan showing out for, for Tuna Fish here. Uh, he's back from the dead, it looks like. Um, I believe Matt. I believe he had like 50 or so attempts. I think the, there was a stat um, in that Colts game that uh, they actually ran the ball only like three times in the first half or something crazy. Um, so they're just letting Matt Ryan throw it, I guess. Yeah, I think everyone in that backfield is is kind of broken, so they're just yeah. probably gonna be, they're gonna probably keep flinging it. Um, yeah, pretty pretty crazy game there. It was a lot of fun to follow. Um, that's all I got for that one. Yeah, that's that's all I got for that one too. I think we could jump to um, my matchup here against Jake. Um, so going into this week, I, I didn't have. Many options at quarterback. I actually had to pick up um, Skylar Thompson because I already had Teddy Bridgewater. And just to be safe, um, that ended up backfiring for me. I actually should have started Teddy Bridgewater, even though it wouldn't have mattered. But it only ha- it only allowed, or that only happened because Skylar Thompson was was hurt at the beginning of the game. So, um, but yeah, just a bad performance by my team. Few guys on by. No excuses here. Yeah, a couple tough performances, too, from uh, some of your newcomers there, Dallas Goddard and J.K. Dobbins. We'll also touch on that in just a bit, but not what you wanted to see. Uh, not a great game from you managerially, like you said. Uh, kind of weird if you did start Teddy Bridgewater, to be honest, but yeah, uh, only 74% efficiency. So uh, you know, the locker room is just, you know, asking questions about, you know, if you're starting the right QB or not. But that's the I was, uh, yeah, I was very, 
was very depressed with my new trade acquisitions uh, output. It wouldn't have done anything, I don't think, regardless. But uh, Bailey Zappi scoring 16 points for me, that's kind of fun. So, yeah, yeah I guess I guess that's a fun little positive takeaway. That's, that's fun. We'll, we'll but, uh, yeah, I think Jake's team is is turning into one of the powerhouses in the league, I think, out of nowhere. Um, he's. We'll talk a little bit about the trades, but acquiring some tight ends. Um, he actually started three tight ends in this matchup, and they put up quite a few points against me. So um, Brandon Ayuk also with just a randomly good game there um, helped helped Jake uh, score big against me. Yeah, Jake had a lot of guys on by or injured. His bench is actually really funny to look at. He only had yeah. two guys on his entire bench score points for, for a total of seven bench points. So uh, I don't know. Kind of funny. Didn't yeah, really I matter, saw but. I saw Devante in his lineup uh, pretty late there. Uh, I was hoping there would be a mistake by accident, but no. I, I thought having him not having Devante would really help me this week, but nope. Nope. Hate to see it. Um, what's next on your game list? What order you got? Let's see. We got Bang and Dirty Cores with a 13-point win over Nick and Eddie here. Um, so... Liam moves to three and three, and and the Dayman and the Nightman move to two and four. Um, mostly on the back of Marcus Mariota here. He had a big game this week. Um, Nick's Nick and Eddie's QBs didn't show up uh, like they usually do, uh, so that really kind of put a damper on his week. Uh, a positive showing here though from Dayman and the Nightman for his future. Uh, Kenneth Walker with a huge game, uh, eighteen total fantasy points. So a uh, big game from Kenneth Walker and and a. This is good for his outlook and his $147 salary that hopefully will come to fruition at some point in the next few years. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, he had 21 carries, 97 yards, and a tutty. So um, the last two weeks he's looked pretty impressive as a starter with Penny out. Yeah, real nice for the second overall pick there. Um, definitely looking good for the future there, team. Liam uh, played a pretty good game. Played played the wrong running back, but didn't end up mattering. So. Uh, pretty good win for him, like you said. Um, getting back to 300, I believe, three and three. So that's big in our division or in our conference for sure. 300? You mean 500? 500. Sorry. Three and three. <laughs> lots of threes. One of the hundreds. who is the wrong running back? He didn't play. Um, he played or he didn't play Kenyon Drake, so he could have played him over McKissick. Would have been the one to I play mean, him over, which isn't. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, not crazy, but I don't know if we've. I don't know. Kenyon Drake is taking over carries from J.K. Dommins, so I'm a little salty about it. But <laughs> I, I, I heard that he his knee like swelled up a little bit during the game, so that was why. Um, but um, so I think that's good for that matchup. We can get to your matchup next. Actually, uh, we have drive through open late taking an L against Team Estelle. Uh, huge victory here for Estelle, moving to four and two atop the uh, DuPage Dickheads division here. Yeah, um, I had a pretty banged up team this week between buys and injuries. Uh, you know, when I'm starting someone like Darius Slayton, who I've seriously considered <laughs> cutting multiple times, but I've just held on to him to try and <laughs> save the cap hit for now. Uh, that's when you know that it's a bit of a rough week for me. So I uh, didn't have the greatest outlook coming into the game. And I think Tony actually could have blown me out even further if he played the right quarterback. And I think he had another uh, opportunity to get some more points. If he, I mean, he had, he had Robinson. point. He had negative 0.5 points out of two guys with Jeffrey Wilson and, and Robbie Anderson, who who had that argument with his coach and got kicked out. So um, I think he got traded today, didn't he, Robbie Anderson? Yeah, he got traded to the Arizona Cardinals for ah. two draft picks, actually. A sixth round and a seventh rounder, which is crazy, actually, I think. That's so, very surprising. Yeah. 
Uh, not good for the value of DJ Moore. <laughs> uh, not great for the value of um, Rondale Moore, you mean? Oh, yeah, him too. Yeah. yeah. Um, On so your team. Sucks. Yeah, Rondale <laughs> Moore, I think, I think that was maybe his first start ever for our team. I would have to look back to last year to see if I ended up starting him at any point. But first time Seems he's like been it. in my lineup. Definitely the first time Darius Slayton's been in my lineup. So, yeah, I don't really have much else to say. I obviously wish we could have pulled it off, but 4-2, uh, and two, still atop the division. Wasn't wasn't a great week for our team because of buys and injuries, so we'll, we'll bounce back. Yeah, I mean, you didn't have your main Titans guys as usual, getting you getting you a bunch of points, and you actually you did have Dawson Knox doing something for once this year, so that's a that that could be a positivity positivity for you moving in the future with having hopefully a viable tight end moving forward. But who knows? Yeah, so we'll see. What do we got? Two more matchups? One more? Two more yeah, matchups. Yeah, so we had the, the big matchup coming into this week, the rematch of the championship from last year. Oh, uh, yeah. The, Owen, the, the 5-0 Rat Cats versus the 0-5 Nosmo Kings. Um, huge, just a disgusting win here by Zach. Actually winning by, what is that, like 87 points? Um, 88 yeah. points. So just destroying Danny B here, getting some revenge from, from last year's uh, championship game. Yeah, when exactly how you would think a five and zero versus zero and five would go? I mean, <laughs> way worse than I—I I, I shouldn't say that—way worse than you think it would actually go. But still in that ballpark, I know Danny didn't play all of the right people, but it wouldn't have looked any better even if he did. Zach still would have doubled him up pretty much. So, not too surprising. It's not news that Zach's team is really good. Uh, even with an off day from some of his you know better players, it doesn't really matter because his entire lineup is full of good players. So, just. A nonchalant 142 point week. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, his his Dolphins scored a lot of points for him. Tiger Kill and Mike Gesicki. So uh, he had that and his, his QBs as per usual. But Danny ba- Danny B's lineup is just really gross looking. Eric Saubert starting. Fun fact: Eric Saubert. Uh, we actually knew our college roommates. He actually played with them in college or in high school. He played with them. Um, that's a little fun fact for you guys. So Tuck that away. Yeah, for, for for future uses if you if you need to use it but we have zach six and oh just continuing his just to roll the rest of the league yeah um and on to our last matchup of the week uh danny j poopy s dalla taking a loss to aj's team and um pretty big win for aj to get back keep getting in the win column actually i think this is two in a row for him so trending in the right direction in a pretty tough conference that's got a lot of good teams with a lot of good records. Um, for Danny, pretty big disappointment. A lot of his good players didn't really show out too well. Uh, Geno Smith looking a little more human this week as far as fantasy football goes. Uh, Nick Chubb only with seven and a half points. Not going to happen super often. So um, looks like he could have made some decisions to actually win this game. Um, just looking into his bench now. Tyquan Thornton put up a big game with 19.3 points. Playing him over Garrett Wilson alone um, would have given him the win. So uh, that, that's a bit tough to swallow. But um, AJ played a good game. AJ had a couple low scores, but couldn't have gained too many more points. So uh, deserved the win there and uh, deserved to get back to 3-3. Three and three. Yeah, I think there's a few takeaways from AJ's team. Just his two highest, guy, highest paid guys, Christian McCaffrey and, and Stephon Diggs, showing up. Um, scoring the most for his team. And then Allen Robinson, his, his sneaky pickup from last week that uh, Danny B dropped scoring 14 points in a tutty last in this, in this game uh, for the Rams. So 
Um, impressive victory for AJ to go to three and three, like you said, a little two game winning streak to help him get into the win column and hopefully creep up on Jake in the division. Yeah, that Allen Robinson signing is going to look pretty good, isn't it? I mean, I'm just looking yeah. at it now. I haven't really looked at his page too much this year, but uh, he gets five or six targets every game, pretty much. And, you know, every few games, he's going to catch a touchdown. Like, as your flex receiver, that's pretty solid for 25 bucks. Yeah, Van Jefferson has still been out this whole time, so I don't know if he'll cut into any targets from A-Rob, but I doubt it. Um, probably just cut into Ben Skronik's targets and stuff, but that's beside the point. Um, so that's that's all the matchups from last week, so... Once again, some big matchups, some big big wins from teams, um, and some teams looking to hopefully bounce back next week. Yeah. Um, in other big league news, we, we had quite a bit go down in terms of trades over the last week. Um, one of them involving you, Will. Pretty big trade for uh, both of them going to, to Jake's team. A couple tight ends on the move. Some, some top tight ends. Not only top tight ends, but top 10, top 15 players in the league, probably. So um, a lot to unpack there. Um, where shall we start, Will? Do we, I think, did the Kelsey trade go down first? Yeah, the Kelsey trade happened actually first, about an hour prior to, to my trade. Um, I was hoping to get, <laughs> I was trying to get Danny B's first round pick. Um, but then actually I was like working or something and, and the trade went down right when I texted Jake, like I'm ready to do this trade. So it was kind of bad timing, but I still, um, I don't think Jake would have, after texting with him, he wouldn't have given me that pick anyway, so it didn't matter with the timing. Um, but yeah, like you said, Jake acquiring some big tight ends here, uh, the top two tight ends in the league by far, um, from from me and, and Danny Basil. Um, my thought to this was, my running backs are a little bit weak. Um, Cam Akers, getting the news with Cam Akers, um, probably being released or traded from the Rams, no idea what his future holds. He hasn't looked that great. Um, and obviously there's something wrong going or something weird going on with him in the Rams. So I don't know if it's his personality or who knows, but, um, basically I, I thought getting JK Dobbins in return and then a, a valuable tight end Dallas Goddard top five tight end still, even though that's not saying much in the tight end market, but, um, and then getting that first round pick, I wanted some value back. I, I, I am missing my second rounder next year. So, um, this was a little bit, bit of my plan trying to get back um, a pick. Yeah, I think um, I think going from Goddard to man to from Andrews down to Goddard is, uh, I mean, still like a like you said, a, a downgrade still to a top five tight end, maybe even a top three tight end. If you ask some people, um, it is a bit of a dip just from overall. You know that those top two tight ends definitely you know outshine the rest of the field. Um, but from the perspective perspective of getting running back depth, uh, totally get it. Um, your team definitely lacks the running back depth after Mixon and Jacobs. So yeah. from that from that, you know, <laughs> definitely get it. And that first rounder is definitely going to be nice. I think it's going to be nice, like extra nice, because um, Jake's team is going to be really good. So picking at the back of the first round next year, I think is like a really good spot to be in with the salary drop off, but the supposedly really deep draft class. So. Um, I think that's a really great pickup. Um, we haven't, I haven't totally talked about the other trade at all, but I, I guess from Jake's side, you know, it, it's definitely a solid tight end upgrade, but I, at this point, I kind of just question why. I don't know if it, if he just had some, some motivation to just corner the market <laughs> for the tight ends. <laughs> um, but, you know, giving up that pick, like I said, I really think it's going to be a solid draft pick. And, uh, you know, already having Kelsey 
Um, we saw it this week. You know, he had to play all the tight ends. He, he needed the depth. You know, this is a league where you got to start tight guys, so you got to have a lot of depth. But, um, you know, I think he already had Goddard and was fine starting Goddard, Goddard and so. Ertz. So, and I yeah. mean, and he, and he got, he got, I mean, this week against me, he got 50 points out of position. So, 50 points out of three guys is, is really good. So, or pretty good, you know, for tight ends, especially. But, Mark Andrews is just an automatic plug and play. He's going to get you at least 10 points. So taking that away from my lineup, I think is going to hurt me in some, in some fashion, but I think getting a starting running back in JK Dobbins, hopefully his knees are right. And Kenyon Drake doesn't take over this backfield for some reason. And hopefully Jalen Hurts keeps targeting Goddard and, and that pick turns into something for me. As far as the other trade goes, I think, I think in terms of total value, I think I actually ended up on the better end here than, than Danny. Um, just mainly because of that, uh, what I got in return, whereas D- Danny B really just got a pick. I know that's going to be like his own pick and it's going to be probably the first overall pick. Um, but he, he did get Russell Gage on like a three-year deal and Jordan Love on a four-year deal, which are going to be cap hits that probably won't turn into anything. So, um, I just think from a total value standpoint, I m- may have gotten, um, some better value. Yeah, I think I would have to agree. Um, I think those are all good points, especially about the salary. I was kind of wondering what he what he is thinking for Jordan Love. Like, if he's trying to maybe hold on to the fact that he might be a starting quarterback as soon as next season, even and even if he's not a great quarterback, um, what he'll be making like seventy bucks next year. I guess that's not too bad. Um, but I still think that for the next few years, like that's just money that he's not going to want to spend there. Uh, definitely could end up being a cap casualty. Um, and I, I think um, the reason I, I don't know, I, I also, I like it for Jake for getting rid of that salary, of course. Um, but again, like, I guess, why do both and not do just one of them? Um, and at least with the Andrews trades, you know, I was just looking at it. Andrews at least is on a two-year deal. So yeah, exactly. You know, he's getting him at that nice price. I think he's making 132 or something this year, which honestly, yep. he's probably worth like close to double that. Um, maybe even more if you put a premium on like the top of positions. So yeah, I think getting getting Andrews was the better trade to make, um, and giving away that lower draft pick. Um, so I think I mean in both cases I I don't love it for Jake, but uh, at the same time I mean I guess he's trying to win a championship and these were good players on the market and he went out and got him. So I can't can't hate on it too much, but you know it's it's a steep price to pay for both these guys. Lastly, I think this kind of just benefits me a little bit in the because then I have a chance I actually have a chance of getting Kelsey next offseason. So it's like it kind of opens it up for a lot. I mean, anyone has a chance at him, but this at least frees up some salary for me and uh, gets me, gets me a chance at a tight end. So for next year. Um, so Ben, did you have anything else uh, for, for trade news or anything? You know, not news, but I just thought of a question actually. And I don't know if you know the answer, maybe someone listening will end up being able to tell us. Nick would probably know if he actually listened to this, but can you RFA someone if you traded for the mid mid season? I want to say no. I feel like you have to have them all year to RFA them. So, like, would Kelsey be? I was under the. I was. I felt like I was under the impression of yes, but I don't know. That's a good question. That's something we'll have to bring up. Um, Could bring it up after this or during. You want to send a little message to the to the Slack if you want. I was I was going to do a little searching in the in the rule book at some point. I guess when I get a sec, but. yeah, we'll figure that out. We'll, we'll let you guys know if we find it because right. I think that that would that would make a bit of a difference too. You know, if Kelsey's unrestricted, that, that's a lot of fun. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, we can move on to our our next segment then, the uh, panic index. 
Now you just wait a second, sir. Okay. I have some news. Whoa. Some some breaking news. Don't breaking sound news. too excited. Sound the alarms. I don't I don't know how to do an alarm noise, but make put one in. Um so some breaking news here. I wanted to break it on the pod, but oh, we are going to make a trade. The bad news beers are going to be involved in trades once again, uh, looking to balance out his roster a little bit, um, get some overall just talent, and looking to maybe get rid of some contracts here. So, Ben, if you think I'm trading, who do you think I'm trading with? Give me one name. I don't know. I'm F5-ing my email to, to see if I get anything. I want to say that if you're trading right now, you're probably trading with Kevin or... I'm just going to say Kevin. That's my one. Right. You are wrong, sir. I am trading with the tuna fish. Ooh. So Bad News Beers and Tuna Fish will be making a deal, and I am looking at the trade right now. I'm about to click, yes, I'd like to accept this trade on the podcast. Oh, it's going to give me this option. I'm going to say okay. And then I'm going to hit respond. And it's going to go through. So, trade accepted. I am going to be trading. Beloved T. Higgins. Cam Akers. And Skylar Thompson, who's just a contract filler or player filler. Four. David Montgomery, Al's eating 30%, so David Montgomery at 105. Juju Smith-Schuster, $81, two years. And George Kittle, I think he's wow. like two years, 125. And then a third-round pick. He is two years, 125. I was also looking at Kittle and Montgomery, so I've been, I've been scouting. Ben's been cucked, ladies and gentlemen. I, I, I kind of did it to myself. <laughs> I've, I've been treading water a lot for, for too long, not not pulling trigger any moves, but wow, yeah, I there's a lot to unpack with this one. Yeah, so th- this is um this is something that Al and I have been talking for a few days, um, but he's also been talking with someone else, um, and we kind of wanted to move this along. Um, I've kind of fallen out of love with T Higgins. He kind of drives me insane. He's hurt every week. Um, there's always something wrong with him, but he he does produce when he plays. I will give you that, but he. He's just kind of in a crowded receiver room. Bengals offense hasn't looked that great. And Cam Akers kind of speaks to itself. I think Al's just going to cut him. Um, that's more of a play on my part for dumping his salary. Um, Danny B, you're welcome. I know Danny B like texts me whenever there's an update on Cam Akers because he offered me like a second round pick for him last year. So he just like <laughs> rubs it in my face. Um, so suck it, Danny B. He's not with me anymore. You can talk to Al. Um, and my, my thinking here was David Montgomery, I need another – just workhorse running back depth. Um, I think my running back room is pretty solid now, um, especially with the J.K. Dobbins news. Like, I'm kind of worried about him, so I just needed another running back. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster, I think, is a pretty good receiver. He's not T. Higgins level, but I think he can be started by me in some capacity. And then George Kittle, I, I, I don't know. He's he's tough to read, but I, I've always loved George Kittle, even though he, he never – I just complained about T Higgins not playing and George Kittle's always hurt something wrong with him. He's never playing. So we'll see how this goes. I, I wanted to just kind of make a splash and I also got a third round pick out of it. So a um, little bit of added padding there. And like I said, David Montgomery, 30% Al's eating. Um, and so net this contract, I, I think net I'm like 90 down from this trade, but 
um, I still have cap room. Yeah, this is really interesting, especially when you pair it with your other move and getting rid of the two-year Mark Andrews contract is almost exactly the same as the Kale contract. So obviously, you know, you drop from a, a definite top two to a maybe top five when he's healthy. Um, get a first rounder out of it. And you flip T Higgins for wide receiver and a running back. So um, I guess that's simplifying it a little bit, but just, just thinking out loud. Wow. It's like really interesting. I like it a lot. I, uh, had some stuff prepared for a little bit that I think you, you may have just you may have just uh, made invalid. So ooh, that's okay though. That that <laughs> works perfectly. That works perfectly. <laughs> you, you've got a live rebuttal right here. So um, yeah, that's it's also you know it's a lot of it's a lot of uh, it's a big price for Al to pay for T Higgins. I know Al loves T Higgins. Al's been trying to get T Higgins from you basically since you drafted him uh, in the the initial year. So especially on that contract, um, but he is, you know, I, I have written down for later. He's, he's basically wounded at this point. I feel like <laughs> this ankle is like super messed up and he keeps trying to to play on it. And he's just, I just broke it right now. So who knows what he does this year, but I think he's still really good moving forward too. Yeah. The, and T Haynes, he's got him for four years. So I think that's something that was really attractive for Al. He's a cheap, cheap contract probably one of the better receiver contracts in the league. Um, so me, the last two trades, I've ditched two of my better contracts, in my opinion. Um, but I think I've added needed, much needed depth and um, just higher, some high-quality players, too, at the same time, and some picks. So um, I did a little bit of everything. I don't know. I, I think I did okay. We'll, we'll see how things turn out. Um, I got two new running backs, J.K. Dobbins. Who knows how he'll turn out, but... Like you said, traded kind of traded the Kittle contract for the Andrews, so a little shitty there. But you, I improved in other areas, I think. So for sure, and yeah, and you, know, you touched. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say Cam Akers been wanting to ditch him. I I just don't know what to like. I kind of wanted to hold him to see what happened if he gets traded to see what happens. But um, at this point, he was part of the just the trade with Al, and just kind of worked. Yeah, I think the opportunity to get rid of his contract is smart. I don't think there's really another. If you're publicly saying that you you need to trade a running back, I don't think there's much market for him. Um, and you, you also had touched on the fact that T. Higgins being on the four-year contract, attractive to Al. Um, Juju was in that list of players that Al would you know famously list when he was talking about his young wide receiver core. Um, Juju, though, being the one on the two-year deal, now T. Higgins fits in because it's T. Higgins, Drake London, George Pickens, and Devontae Smith all on potentially four-year deals, assuming London and Pickens have their first-round option picked up. So Al's, Alan Chuck's wide receiver room is you know, pretty stacked for, for four years on a reasonable contract. So they can invest a ton of money elsewhere and, and really shore up the roster elsewhere. So really cool trade. Really cool Smart. trade this week. Smart long-haul move, I think, for Al, um, for what he wants to do. Definitely. Well... You've ruined, you've <laughs> ruined my panic index segment. Um, <laughs> well, we could we could talk about it a little bit. Just just touch, keep going with this, and and then we can jump to our next segment. Um, we're gonna do panic index. Um, we are actually gonna put both of each other, both of each other's in the in our separate panic indexes. So, Ben, I will go with you first. Sure. Um, and I think it's funny that we had these all these trades happen. So now Ben was going to do the panic index for me. So that's what he was saying that um, 
his, his stuff's all messed up. And if you look at my salary cap, I am over right now um, by a dollar from after this trade, but that's because Al hasn't made that adjustment for Montgomery yet. So I think once he does that, I'll have $45 yeah, in cap. Yeah, basically. It'll, be, it'll be good. Um, but yeah, let's, let's go through the, through the drive through open late, shall we? Uh, four and two top of the division. Um, I think, think there could be reasons to panic, could not be reasons to panic. Um, He's kind of the middle, Ben's middle of the pack efficiency, sixth, sixth in efficiency for his starting 86%. Pretty good. Um, I bet a lot of those are like some of his, his one-offs on his bench that have gone off um, that he wouldn't normally start. So those kind of situations. Um, he is eighth in possible points though. So Ben, you're, you're eighth and eighth in possible points right now. So have it looking like a good draft spot, but you're four yeah. and two. So um, you're top of the division. Um, so interesting. And on the site, you are fourth in power ranking. So it's kind of interesting to see how that works out with record and everything. Um, I don't think it's, to put it quite frankly, I don't think it's time for you to, to panic yet. Um, you had a bad loss last week, but we already talked about it. You were missing some guys. Um, I think you have some pretty good depth, especially at the running back position. You got three or possibly four starting running backs and your receiver room is is very good in depth as well with Debo, Amonra and all these guys. So I don't think you have time to panic quite yet. Plus your division is kind of a cakewalk at this point. Um, so you, you'll, you'll get into playoffs. It's just what happens after that. Anything can happen. So um, anyone can have any big week. So I don't think it's quite time for you to panic yet. Yeah, I would agree. I definitely staying a little active in the trade market right now, trying to improve the team a little bit, not too worried about wrapping up the division, but like you said, uh, eighth and potential points in the league and I definitely don't stack up to Kevin or uh, Zach's teams so right now kind of treading water in my division but hopefully Aaron Jones can stop sucking and my receivers can get healthy and uh, maybe Darren Waller can get healthy and be a top five tight end again so yeah I'm kind of trying to coast to the playoffs and then see what happens so that's that's probably pretty fair I got a question for you sure just a random question when people like when people are trading and stuff in in fantasy leagues, do you have do you get like FOMO? Do you like trade FOMO? Like, oh, I wish I would have done. I wish I would be doing a trade right now. No, not you know trading. What I, you know for what like, I mean? Not like for the sake of trading. I don't know. It's like you see you see like all these teams making moves. You're like, I kind of want to make a move. Spice spice it up a little bit. I haven't made a ton of trades in my career. I want to. I, I know I, that's that's what I'm saying. I haven't either, really, up until like feel like the last few years. But I don't know. Just a random. Random little question I thought I had to ask you. Yeah. Well, your your guys is just really interesting. Obviously, like I have some FOMO because of the players involved. Because I was definitely yeah right. Definitely considering uh, Montgomery, um, pretty much straight up for for a pick. I'll put it in the trade block, and I thought about just doing that straight up. I was gonna get a little wild, and maybe I still will. I still got some pieces I can get a little wild for. So there you go. I'll, I'll be in your guys' uh, Slack DMs. Um, yeah, but, but my panic index was going to be your team, Will, and kind of quelled some of those concerns here. Uh, I had written first and foremost that Josh Jacobs and Joe Mixon are really carrying the running back room, and then there was really nothing after that, even with the the, the Dobbins trade, like, didn't really help out too much. And then oh. going out and getting Montgomery is hopefully going to be really good because, you know, go Bears, and uh, I think Montgomery should be pretty good the rest of the season. Um, another thing I had written... Um, you're my perceived best receiver on your team at the time, T. Higgins. Uh, I think that he's <laughs> wounded. 
has just suffered injury after injury this year and tried to play it out and tough guy, but just not great for fantasy when someone's not playing at 100%, not great for football. And he was the main piece that you traded away to shore up the roster. So getting Juju back, a uh, solid receiver to pair uh, with Terry McLaurin and McKenzie and some of these other guys. Uh, I think, where is he? Alec Pierce? Yeah, Alec Pierce has actually caught a couple touchdowns, I think, it's this been year. awesome. Yeah, so, uh, you know, like a, a a solid, deep wide receiver room. So can't really trash it too yeah. much there. Um, after after I after I did that I did I like kind of did the same thing in my receiver room I was like eh, it's just a bunch of names a bunch of just middle of the road dudes but yeah I don't really have that superstar which is it could be could be good could be bad but I, I don't know I think it'll be good in the long run hopefully establish some solid starters going forward yeah so uh, yeah I don't think it's time for you to panic is <laughs> my is my uh, opinion on that. Yeah, my I think the division's tough. Like Tony's four and two, I'm four and two, so we'll see. And Danny's Danny's a good two and four team. He's a little sneaky down there, so we'll yeah. just see how it pans out. Cool. All right. Um, I think we can move on then to our first of its kind uh, segment. I don't think we really have it named. Um, no name really. Just we're gonna do a live draft of uh, position groups from teams. So general way it's gonna work is we're going to do a snake draft and each of us needs to pick a quarterback room which consists of two quarterbacks from the same team so you have to pick them from the same team so we're kind of making it like you know for example like will's quarterback room which i would never pick but come on just just an example um Derek carr and jared goff i was going to say teddy bridgewater and bailey zappy but <laughs> pick that's the poison. Just me personally yeah um we're going to pick two running back rooms of two running backs so Two groups of two from different, you know what I mean? Um, it makes sense if you don't think about it. Yeah, you'll see. You'll see where, where we're going. Um, and then, yeah, two two wide receiver groups and then one tight end group similar to the quarterback. So QB and tight ends will work the same way. Receivers and running backs will work the same way. And we'll just do, but we'll just switch off picks, I guess, or snake it. Well, we'll have to snake it. Um, crap, I don't have a coin to flip to see who goes first. We're going to Google coin. it. We're going to Google coin flip. <laughs> How do you All call right. it in the air, then? I'm gonna, you gotta, you got to call it. Okay, okay. This is, this is great podcasting. All right, ready? Yeah, it's flipping. Like, yeah, it's flipping. Uh, tails. It's tails. Okay. Fuck yeah. So, Fuck yeah. I'm going first. Yeah, I'm assuming you'd want to go first. All right. Uh, All right. All right, so um, so basically, like we were saying, you could pick, and you don't have to stay in one position, right? So I could take running back room first. Ben could take QB room first. It doesn't matter. Um, for my first overall pick, I'm going to take quarterbacks. Now, Ben, which, which quarterbacks do you think I'm taking? taking Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen. I'm taking Zach's QBs uh, to anchor my team here. Uh, just I don't think I have to say much about it. They've been carrying Zach's team, and I mean, he doesn't. He's got everybody else on his team to help 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 carry the load, but those two have been top two quarterbacks in fantasy this year. Cool. Um, so my first of so my first round pick, my first of my two in a row. Um, I'm gonna go with AJ's wide receiver room. So that's Stephon Diggs and Cooper Cup. Um, seems I had like that a, ranked as two. <laughs> yeah, that. That seemed like a pretty easy one. Um, Stefan Diggs has actually outscored Cup this year after last week, so that's crazy. Like, oh wow, he's he's doing like quietly super well. Um, 
for my second uh, position, I'm going to take Kevin's running backs, uh, Leonard Fournette and Austin Eckler. Interesting. So, on to you, Will, for for two picks. Two pretty chalk. Pretty chalk so far for for my board. Actually, those are my top three. Um. Uh, so I will go. So you've got running back. You've got the top two running back and receiver room. So I need to. I need to get the. Well, don't technically need to get those because you already got the other groups. But I, so I think I'm going to go for my fourth. I actually have them as my fourth overall ranking position. The newly formed tight end room yeah. of Jake Sigmund, Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews. This was yeah. this was tight between them and I mean the other two guys, Eckler and Fournette, but. I think at the end of the day, the running backs are going to get way more production and touches than the tight ends. But right now I have QBs and tight ends. Yeah. Um, you, you get another pick on the snake. Oh, yeah. Sweet. I got lost in the snake, as they would say. Um, Did they say that? They do. Okay. So then I think I will go. I mean, it doesn't really matter. I'm going to go the receiver room of Kevin. Justin Jefferson and Mike Evans. Oh, okay. Because uh, you could make the argument there too that um, you, you could Brown. want Hollywood Brown. I know he's injured right now, and Hopkins is coming back, so Evans probably is the right choice. Yeah. Yeah, I was between. I wrote. I literally wrote Marquise Brown to the side. I was like, I'm going to make a game time decision. But yeah, I think I don't know. In the long in the long term, I think Mike Evans is better than than Marquise Goodwin. Yeah, that's odd. Um, so I actually had this wide receiver group just over that one. I mean, it's close, but um, I'm going to take Tony's wide receiver room, uh, Jamar Chase and Michael Pittman. I think that's a really good young group and just like really fun receivers. Didn't even have them ranked. That's a shame. You should have. <laughs> it's a real shame. Um, so let's see. I've got two receiving rooms, so I should just pick a running back room at this point because... I've already got the other ones. Um, hmm. I had these groups pretty close. You know, I'm going to just take mine because I like my running backs. And the two running backs I'm going to actually take of mine, I'm going to take Derek Henry and Ramondre Stevenson. I'm not going to take Aaron Jones um, or Damien Harris, who I think has kind of fallen off in New England, possibly being banged up that's interesting i once again didn't have them in my top four but i i did think about it because um i obviously derrick henry but um i don't know Ramondre stevenson with damon harris coming back who knows how yeah like you, like you just said that that's could cut risky. into his workload um but good picks good picks uh so i got what just one more and then we're done uh no two God, more. i keep getting lost in the snake dude okay so no, three more Three more, yeah, three, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so I'm gonna take. So you have two running backs. Doesn't I've got really matter. my, I've got my flexes done pretty much. I've just got to pick a tight end room and a quarterback. Yeah, exactly. So I'm gonna go running backs here. Um, I'm gonna go actually over to Jake's team, and I'm gonna take Jonathan Taylor and Damian Pierce. Um, granted, Jonathan Taylor's injured. Um, I think going forward he will be obviously back to his normal self. Hopefully. Um, in this theoretical team that I have. Um, nice. And, da- and Damian Pierce is filthy, so I just like that. Did you have that duo on yours at all? 
Um, they actually weren't in my uh, they weren't in my top four just because of Jonathan Taylor being hurt and not having the greatest of games before that either. So um, right. they didn't didn't make my top four. It's fair. Okay, and then so I'm gonna pick again. I'm gonna take my second receiver room here. I'm gonna take C.D. Lamb and Jalen Waddle from Liam. Any thoughts there, Ben? Yeah, I, I could probably see that over the, the one that I had listed forth. The other one that I had was very close. We can talk at, at the end of it, if that works. But yeah. we didn't pick. Okay, so you now you just have QB and tight end, right? Yeah, so QB, um, I'm actually going to go with Kevin's QB room. And just, oh. uh, I'm actually, and I'm going to take Stafford too, not Russ, because Russ sucks. So I'm just going to bank on Mahomes still being a baller and Stafford like picking it up, I guess. Um, I don't know. There weren't other rooms that I like saw that star quarterback at the top. And then, I don't know, maybe you could say that too, like above average quarterbacks are better than that pairing with how Stafford's been, but that's what I'm taking. And then uh, the other tight end room I'm taking um, is Danny J's tight end room. Um, not taking Taysom Hill because that was a stupid one game thing, but I'm taking Hawkinson and Ajoku, who are both solid tight ends. I think really, really solid tight ends. Can't really argue that. So uh, again, didn't really see another team with two tight ends of like that caliber quite. So yeah, that's that's my team. Nice. So let's just let's just run through. You have one more pick. Oh yeah, my last pick then. I will go my running back room. Um, I'm stuck between, well not my own running back room I should say. Well, I'm stuck between my running back room and another one. I'm going to go with the other one. I'm going to go with Kevin's running back room with Alvin Kamara and DeAndre Swift. Interesting. So potentially one guy in legal trouble, one guy kind of hurt. But kind of a fun, fun last pick. Yeah. Um, so I guess just to recap the teams, I'll recap my team. Um, my quarterbacks are Patrick Mahomes and Matthew Stafford. My running backs are uh, Leonard Fournette, Austin Eckler, Derrick Henry, Ramondre Stevenson. My receivers are Diggs, Cup, Jamar Chase, and Michael Pittman. And then my tight ends are Hawkinson and Najoku. It's Team Ben. It's pretty filthy. Wish we could do two team leagues more often. Um, my <laughs> team. Yeah, right. Yeah, we didn't want to. Maybe later down the road, if we do this again, we can really get into it and look at salary cap or something. But um, that's that's a lot of work, to be honest, um, in a theoretical draft. So then my my team was Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts at the QB room. My running backs were Jonathan Taylor, Damian Pierce, Alvin Kamara and DeAndre Swift. My receivers were Justin Jefferson, Mike Evans, CeeDee Lamb, and Jalen Waddle. And then my tight ends were Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews. Yeah, you getting the, the QBs <laughs> and the tight ends first really, I think, <laughs> separates you. Because I think those rooms are the two top heaviest rooms for positions, for sure. Yep. So yeah. I'd it's probably still take your team. I'd... Super interesting. Um, the, the few guys that I had that weren't selected were um, Nick and Eddie's QBs. I'm surprised you didn't go with them. Uh, Herbert and Lamar. Oh yeah. I was like shocked. Cause we we always say that they're like the top two QB rooms in the league. So I was kind of shocked. You didn't go with them. 
I just must have missed them when I was looking. I just must have <laughs> skipped their team because, yeah, like they definitely, that would definitely overtake the ones I picked. But hey, it's already set in stone. Yeah, who cares? Um, and then the other running backs, I had, I had actually my running backs. So Joe Mixon and Josh Jacobs as the fourth ranked uh, group. Um, and then I had your receiver room, uh, Debo and Amonra, as the um, fourth ranked receiver room as well. Yeah, the other, um, see, I had Danny B's wide receiver room at my four, but I, I guess it, like, when I got down to four, I was kind of just, like, throwing stuff in there, <laughs> just, like, in case I needed that. Uh, Gabe Davis and DK Metcalf isn't awful. Oh, yeah, that's not bad. Not an awful receiver room. Um, I had your, your running backs on my list, and then I also had written down, um, Danny J's got not a bad, like, you wouldn't think of them as a one-two punch, but um, Nick Chubb on his own is, like, 1.25 running backs and like yeah. a Michael Carter even with him is a pretty solid running back group still. So I had them on my list, but again, they were four. And then when I got down to four, I was kind of just like, ah, I really hope I don't get to this. So um, if you could pick, if you could b- combine like AJ Brown and, uh, <laughs> and Nick Chubb on, on Danny J's team. Cause he did, he doesn't really have a second receiver either yeah. <laughs> when I was, when I was trying to look through him. So um, I don't know. That was just, hope you guys enjoyed that. That was just a little bit of, fun thing we thought we'd do um maybe we'll mix it up moving forward or do another one or something who knows revisit this in f- five weeks or something but yeah let, let us know whose team's better even though it's probably wills because of his freaking <laughs> it's the, the weird positions so the way of the road bubs yeah sh- should have should have called it myself tails never fails i shouldn't have let you have that <laughs> cool all right we can get into our power rankings for the week um, everybody's favorite time power rankings yeah tony's always these. tony's always asking for it i love it yeah you want to start off it's probably a really yeah. surprising number one as always yeah um for the sixth straight week for me at least zach is a top of actually only fifth straight week i had kevin up at the top for the first week so um zach up there at the top uh then i have at two i have kevin coming in at two so I did move Kevin from four to two um, and me and actually you were two and three. So I moved us back a bit, uh, put Jake at three. Uh, so Jake, Jake's team now at three, I moved him up a few spots. I put myself at four, Tony at five. So Tony with a big win over you moved him up to five uh, from seven from the last week. And Ben, I put you at six. So I moved you down quite a few spaces, four spaces um after your loss to tony and then seven eight nine i have aj danny j liam and then rounding out the back three nick and eddie al and chuck and then danny basil i i said last week i would not move al out of the last spot due to his um his poor behavior last week but after looking at the roster that danny b put out this week i almost threw up so i uh, had to put him in the 12th spot yeah, that's a really good point. Um, <laughs> I didn't consider that, but uh, I'm, we'll, we'll get there. Yeah, I'll start at the bottom then, because yeah, I'm, I left Al in the 12 spot just because I, I just didn't feel like shuffling two 0 and six teams like that were already down there based on. <laughs> I just keep I switching like, them back and forth. Switching. Yeah, D- Danny's okay. performance was shameful this week, but I left him at 11 just because he, because he had the he had the upper hand already. It's not like Al really did a ton to win it. I know it was an instant classic loss to Kevin. But still lost, so that sucks. Um, top of mind, look 
pretty similar to yours. Uh, my top three are Zach, Kevin, and Jake. Uh, get a little bit different at four. I actually moved Tony a bit above you. Well, right above you. I put Tony at four, and then your team at five. Uh, you guys are pretty close together. So I, for some reason, I thought you were actually three and three when I wrote this. So um, I'm, I'm sticking with that, though, because why not? Uh, AJ actually put at number six. Uh, I know he's a game behind me in terms of standings, but playing in a better conference, I think he's got a better team as well. So um, not currently in playoff position, but I, I feel like his team is definitely stronger than mine. Um, so I come in at number seven, um, followed by Danny J's team. And then I think I had this same, oh no, slightly different bottom, bottom five. Um, I switched Liam ahead of Nick and Eddie this week. So Liam nine. Nick and Eddie 10, and then, yeah, as I said, Danny B and L rounding out the, the bottom two there. So good job, boys. Yeah, that's some good power rankings. Yeah, I was the middle part, like the th- three through like, I feel like seven is pr- a pretty hard part to rank. All those middle of the pack teams and me and you being four and two, but I feel like our team's not as strong as maybe some three and three and Tony's team sneaking in there. So, yeah, some interesting moving pieces here for for the rankings this week. Yeah, I try not to overreact, but then I feel like sometimes I underreact. And then I'm like, (laughs) well, I don't want to just do a straight listing of the standings, so i got to make sure I shout out some 3-3 and teams. And and then I just talk myself into a corner and overthink it. That's the work we put in. So it's just the nature of the job, you know. It's tough. It's tough sliding out here. It's all for you, Damian. All for you. Um, all right. Um, yeah. Moving on to everybody's favorite segment. I don't know about that, but our favorite segment, DJ's Delight. Um, I was riding high coming into last week, feeling really good on my, my two no start. I told you guys that there was free money available on the board with the Ravens minus five, and uh, then they lost. So uh, hopefully you, you didn't over splurge on my two no start. And go too hard on the Ravens, but I fall to two and one with a pretty disappointing loss for the Ravens, and um, we'll, we'll we'll bounce back. We'll get it next week. Yeah, it's a tough loss. Ravens just kind of got embarrassed by the Giants, so tough loss there for you. Going two and one now. Uh, last week I had the Seahawks plus three uh, against the Cardinals, and they actually won outright. So yeah. that moves me to two and one now. So Ben and I are both. Both sharps here, two and one, yeah. looking good. Um, our combined pick of the Bears uh, covering that one-point spread, unfortunately, did not work um, out to our favor here. The Bears look like absolute shit on that Thursday night game. Don't want to talk about it. Um, like we said, I think even before the game even happened, we apologized to America for having to watch that game. So we once again apologize. Um, you'll have to watch them again on Monday against the Patriots. Yeah, I can't believe we keep ending up in primetime. I don't know how that happened. That one's not even like an oversight like the Broncos. He could have made a case before the season that the Broncos <laughs> right. would have been real fun to watch. Everyone knew the Bears were not going to be fun to watch, even Bears fans, especially Bears And fans. the commies. Yeah, I, it just, I, I kind of appreciated that as far as a Thursday night game goes. I was kind of pissed earlier That's in fair. the year when they put like a Chiefs-Chargers game on Thursday night. just doesn't have that same gritty vibe as like some Thursday night football. Commanders-Bears, like that I feel like kind of encapsulates it. So like when America gets mad about a twelve to seven game on a Thursday, I, I just I don't know I just feel like that's what Thursday made Thursday night football is made for. Yeah, but it shouldn't be us. Ben, it should be like it should be like Titans Jags. It should be Titans Jags. That's yeah. 
that's the perfect matchup. But yeah. I was I was happy for the Bears to be able to step <laughs> into that role. I thought we played it marvelously. Yes, we did. All right, so what do you got for this week? Yeah, so for this week, I have the... I'm going to switch it up a bit. So every time, I think every pick so far, we've done spreads. So this time, I'm actually going to move to an over-under. I'm going to take the Steelers and Dolphins under 45 on Sunday Night Football. Uh, so I think the QB for the Dolphins will be Teddy. Maybe Tua, if he's cleared. I actually think he might have been cleared to play, which is kind of insane. Uh, the Steelers, Kenny Pickett got hurt. I don't know what the status of him is. Uh, so either way, it'll be him or Mitch. I think this is just a gross game overall. It's Sunday night, so a lot of the unders in prime time have been happening. Um, Steelers have only gone over like this total in like one game, I think. And then uh, Dolphins have only gone over once or twice. So, And I think one or... One or either both of them were with Tua, so um, I can see this under under happening. Yeah, for sure. I was trying to find um, if there were any stats on like the unders in prime time because I feel like they've all just been really garbage. So I feel like that one definitely could fall under for sure. Um, I'm going to take the Chargers and Seahawks under 51, and I don't really have a ton of logic for this one other than the fact that I feel like Justin Herbert. Looks like he's broken right now. Like, like not broken as a quarterback, but just like physically broken. He's been getting hit a lot, and I don't know what that offense is capable of. I know the Broncos' defense is really good, so I'm not trying to overreact too much to the poor showing on Monday night. Um, but then the Seahawks as well, having you know a pretty good defensive game against a Cardinals team that admittedly hasn't gotten going too much um, so far this year, but holding them to, to nine, it's a really good showing, and their offense in the, in the process not looking the sharpest. So. I'm going to go under 51 in that game. Um, I, I don't remember where it is, but I'm just, it's, it's going under. So <laughs> either way, it's, it's going under no matter where it yeah, is. It's, yeah, going yeah, under. it's going under. So then I kind of hinted at it uh, with our recap over last week. Uh, we're going to take, we're going to take the bears again. Yeah. Um, we're we're going to do it. Plus nine Monday night at new England. It's a, it's a gross number. Cause we don't get, we don't get the 10, but um, I don't know who's going to start for the Patriots, if it's going to be Zappy or Mac Jones. Either way, I feel like the Bears can cover nine, but it's at New England. I don't know. I feel like this game like screams under, but the over-under is like 39. What do you think, Ben? Yeah, for sure. I feel like it's almost like an insulting number to be plus nine <laughs> in a game. It's it's also like the total is 39, 39 and a half, depending on where you find it. So. It's going to be like a super gross, low-scoring game. Uh, what is that? They're predicting it to be like 24 to 15 or something like Basically, that? Basically, yeah. Yep. That's, that's, that's terrible. So, that seems too high-scoring for me, though. Yeah, it, <laughs> it probably is too high-scoring. But that's exactly why plus 9 is easy money. I know, yeah. It's going to be like 12 to 7 again. It's just going to be another awful game. Uh, but they'll be in it. They'll be in it plus 9. I feel like that's that's a number that the Bears can definitely close. Yeah, yeah. Um, Real quick, I just wanted, that was our DGEN section. Real quick, I just wanted to shout out Slinkies. Uh, you don't see Slinkies much anymore. They're huge in Toy Story, um, both Toy Story 1, 2, I think even 3 and 4 maybe. Um, just a great toy in general. I just wanted to shout out Slinkies. That's a good shout out. I, I like that. We didn't, you know, we didn't do an ad last week, and I sometimes I just think about Slinkies, so I wanted to give them some love. That's good. I like that. So go buy so, some. I, I just wonder, like, you know, what do they make in a year? 
How many do they sell of Slinkies in a year? Two? I'll take the over on two. Could we bet on it? <laughs> I'll take the over on two. Whatever the odds are, I'll take it. This is what a this is what an hour in gets gets you talking about. Yeah. I think we got we got about four minutes till the hour mark, so I think we can close out with just a quick look ahead to the next week matchups. Um, I got real sad when I was looking at it again because I'm listed as the game of the week at the preview, and you know I had the sad realization that they just retroactively make the game of the week. I think whatever was the either like closest, closest or game, high scoring, yeah. like there's some kind of algorithm that does it. So I'm projected to be the game of the week again against Sigmund. So whatever, whatever that means. But I actually have a team this week, so. I am excited for that matchup. Hopefully, we can play some better, some better ball against a pretty strong opponent. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think this could very. I think this should be the game of the week. It's two four and two teams going up against each other. Uh, you know, division top of the division. So I think it'll be a good game. Um, I think it looks. Then you might have some guys on by, but I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, not, I think not that'll, as bad as last week. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think it'll be a good matchup regardless. Um, next matchup, uh, me against Nick and Eddie. I'm four and two. They're two and four. I think I should have a bunch of my guys back here uh, from buys. Looks like I'm going to be down Dallas Dallas Goddard, but um, hopefully the addition of my new tight end will be will be helpful here uh, with George Kittle, um, and hopefully I can move to five and two and start a new winning streak against Nick and Eddie. Yeah, I'll take the beers by 20. <laughs> uh, moving on to the next matchup. We got a uh, pretty interesting interconference. In, inter? Intra? They're in different conferences, however you say that. Um, interconference. Interconference? Isn't that, isn't that in, in the same conference? I don't know. <laughs> this is this is good radio. But we've got AJ and Liam going up against each other. Um, AJ's got... Let's see. I mean, he's got... His, his top three by. receivers on by, uh, that's about it. But like I just mentioned in the draft, Diggs and Cup is a crazy wide receiver combo, so they're on by. Could be an interesting week for Liam to steal a win here. He's got some buys too, though, so Dalvin on by is definitely not going to help him out. Nope, could be just a battle of the three and threes here. AJ looking for to a big win, actually. This could be for him. So Yeah, that'd be, that'd be three in a row for him, so that'd be, that'd be solid. All right, next matchup, we've got, uh, you know, a matchup coming into the season that you probably would think been flipped, if anything. The Tuna Fish coming in at 0-6 against 4-2 and Team Estelle. Both teams having some different outlooks publicly coming into the season, but I don't think Estelle is super surprised that team's putting up good numbers. Brees Hall's the real deal, so that definitely helps out. Yeah, this is interesting. Uh, I, I was just looking back. That, that made me think. I looked back at my preseason power rankings. Actually had Al at the five spot and Tony at the twelve spot. Now it's actually flipped the other way. I have Tony at the five, and Al technically at the eleven, but basically the twelve. So yeah, crazy how it flipped. But <laughs> hopefully Tuna can get a win for me here. I'm not banking Maybe. on it. <laughs> T Higgins, come on, help me out. We'll see. Dude's gonna be like, hopefully they just like give him a freaking break, man. I just let his ankle get better. He's he's a fun player. Um, All right. The next matchup is pretty interesting, actually. It's it's Zach six and zero against Danny J two and four. From the looks of it, uh, Zach is missing his his two quarterbacks. Yeah, that's really interesting. Of course, though, dude, 
Danny's got some big buys too. He's got both Kirk and Thielen on buy, and then AJ Brown on buy. So it looks like Justin Fields could be getting the call back into the lineup for Danny. So that kind of sucks. This could end up being, I don't know, still feel well, like Zach's. I think this will be interesting though too for Zach. His third QB is Cooper Rush. So. Oh yeah, he might not play. So at he all. might he might not have any points from a quarterback this week. Opening up the door for Danny J here. That is very interesting. Wish it was Watch anyone this. but a division rival of mine um, taking on J- uh, Zach this week, but that's okay. Yeah, that'd be a crazy way to get your first loss. I mean, I guess if you're going to win every other week except for the week that those two are on <laughs> by, I would definitely take that. Yep. Um, then to finish it off, uh, another potentially gross matchup here. We've got Kevin taking on 0 6 Nosmo King. Uh, the spread's looking really big right now. I'm sure there's some buys in the lineups. Danny's missing a guy in his lineup. But um, from the looks of it, Kevin's got most of his key pieces. So that really should be enough to get past Danny, who's missing Gabe Davis, who's probably one of his best players. So that's kind of tough. Yeah, it looks like Kevin has Matthew Stafford on buy, but that doesn't matter when he has Mahomes and, and Russell Wilson. So, yeah, I think this one's going to be a bloodbath. Yeah, well, I think that uh, that about does it for us. Just another solid episode of the Sconeheads, Pos- Sconeheads podcast. If you ask me, Will, it was great talking to you. Uh, draft was a lot of fun, and uh, we'll get back to you guys next week. Peace.